So you can um, have your own notes. Anthony has the outline. He'll give it to you. If you do not have one, ask him. Our topic today is regeneration. As Pastor Bob says earlier, regeneration and conversion, they all fall under the same thing. But um, this afternoon we're dealing only with regeneration. Let us pray. Almighty and eternal Father, you are great and you are greatly to be praised. Your greatness is unsearchable. You are to be feared above all gods. You are to be reverenced. You are to be honored. You are to be praised for your most excellent. To you belong glory and worship and exaltation. We rejoice, O God, our Father, that you have elected us, took us, and planted us in your Son, granted us redemption in him, and as was spoken this morning and as was mentioned, he being our great priest. We thank you. You have given to us one who is well able, one who is powerful, one who can be counted on. We are going to study regeneration. Now we ask for the for your anointing, O blessed Spirit, that you would invigorate us, that you would enlighten us, that you would teach us, that your great name would be exalted in our midst today, and that your great name would be glorified, and we, your people, would be the better for it. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Regeneration. What is it? Everything is written on your paper there. But I do not want you to go ahead of me. Don't go reading it. <laughs> All right. Stay with it. Let's, let's do the reading together. Because that's what we're going to do. We're going to read it. We have quite a few um, passages of scripture where we can go to because... The word of God speaks. and That's what we are here about. Turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. We are going to answer, attempt to answer what regeneration is. Um, you have comments, questions. Um, don't be afraid to put up your hands and then you will be acknowledged. Second Corinthians 5.17 Here's what it says. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Thank God that this morning, Anthony, he emphasized Christ Jesus. I mean, 
And the things I never saw, what he was showing there in, in these first few verses, they were, Jesus Christ is continually being mentioned. He says, if anyone is in Christ, he that is the anyone is a new creature or a new creation. The old things passed away. Behold, look, see, new things have come. Go to any place in this world. Find someone who is in Christ is a new creation. Let him be educated and he's in Christ. He's a new creation. Let him not be educated, but he's in Christ. He's a new creation. I tell you, the work of Christ, its power, its efficacy, it's incredible. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. It's not begging that. It's not saying maybe, I hope. <laughs> no such thing. It's a declaration. You are in Christ. Listen to this. You are in Christ. The Bible says you're a new creation. Look with me in verse 14. Listen to that. The one who is in Christ. For the love of Christ controls us. See what happens to the one who is in Christ. What happens to him? The love of Christ controls him. He's not busy controlling himself anymore. The love of Christ controls him. Are you in Christ? The love of Christ controls you. The love of Christ controls us Having concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all died. Verse 15. And he died for all. Why? So that they who, live, they who live would no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again on their behalf. If you are in Christ, since you are in Christ, the love of Christ controls you. Once you are in Christ, it is not about you. You don't live for yourself. Look at what it says. So that they who live, they who? That they who is in Christ would live no longer for themselves, eh? but for him who died. Verse 16. Therefore, from now on we recognize no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him in this way no longer. We look at those in Christ in a new way. Even those out there who are not in Christ, we who are in Christ, we see them in a new way. 
because we are seeing them through the glasses of Christ. So he says, therefore, from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh. And verse 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, is a new creation. Verse 18, verse 18, now all these things are from God. You find yourself in Christ. Now all these things are from God. It is he who chose you and placed you in Christ. Right? All these things are from God. We didn't come to Christ on our own strength, our own power. All these things are from God. Regeneration in your papers. We're going to read. Here's what I say it is. After reading, many, after many others, I decided I'd make my own meaning. The implanting of a new and real life in the man in which the soul moves Godward. Okay? Regeneration. Here's what Grudem says regeneration is. A secret act of God in which he imparts new spiritual life to us. Listen to Hodge on regeneration. Hodge says, the instantaneous change. I like that. Because the change indeed is instant. You do not develop in being regenerated. You know? It's an instant thing. You are either dead or you're alive. Okay? You are either regenerated or you're not. Okay? It's instant. It happens. It is God's doing. The soul, the man, is passive. At the moment this is done, he has nothing to do with it. It's something that happens to him. But Hodge says, the instantaneous change from spiritual death to spiritual life. Okay? Regeneration, therefore, he says, is a spiritual resurrection. He says, it's the beginning of a new life. The beginning of a new life. Burkhoff. Listen to Burkhoff. Regeneration consists in the implanting of the principle of the new life in man. The new life. So, in a radical change of the governing disposition of the soul, the governing disposition of the soul, the disposition of that soul is changed, it's governed by the fact that it's regenerated. It's a new life. So, it's a governing, the governing disposition of the soul which under the influence of the Holy Spirit, gives birth to a new life, to a life that moves like that in a Godward direction. What was the direction before? Self, the world, and so forth. 
Now that he's been regenerated, God has begun a good work in him. His direction is changed. He's a different man, so he's called a new man. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Thomas Watson, from the body of divinity, he says, Regeneration is a principle of grace, savingly wrought, whereby the heart becomes holy and is made after God's own heart. So good. Can you imagine that? You and I, who were sometimes alienated enemies in our minds by wicked works, God in heaven, in his graciousness and great goodness, looked upon you and changed you. Amazing. If it was up to me, I'd leave you, let you go in hell. God changed you for his glory, for your good. James P. Boyce, what is regeneration? The work of God Changing the heart of man by his sovereign will. Right? What is regeneration? Boy said, it's the work of God changing the heart of man by his sovereign will. While conversion, which is part of regeneration, is the act of man turning towards God with the new inclination and yeah, this is good new inclination uh, I mean next week I think um, conversion will be the subject it's where the man turns <laughs> started walking a different way um, I got this from Dr. what is his name? Augustus Hopkins Strong from his um Systematic Theology by Revelle says, Regeneration, that act of God by which the governing disposition of the soul is made holy and by which through the truth as a means, the first holy exercise of this disposition is secured. Regeneration or the new birth is the divine side. Regeneration is the divine side of that change of heart which, viewed from the human side, we call conversion. Okay? The act of God by which the governing disposition of the soul is made holy. When the child is born, immediately starts crying. Things are moving. See? When Lazarus was called from the grave by our Lord Jesus Christ, Lazarus, if he could have done that on his own, would be out of the grave long ago. But he was dead. 
when God, when Christ called him, Christ himself had to give him life in order for him to obey the command. Regenerate, okay. Look with me in Revelation chapter 21. And let's, let's look at verses 1 through 5. Verses 1 through 5. I want somebody to read that. Um, Anne-Marie, could you read that? Revelation 1. Revelation 1. Let's look at, no, I mean, Revelation 21, 1 through 5. Revelation 21, 1 through 5. Amen. I ask you to read that only to make this this um, statement, this quote I, I got. I forget to write a man's name, but listen to it. It says, God first makes a new man, then gives him a new heart, then a new commandment. He also gives a new body. A new name, a new robe, a new song, and a new home. Yes. Amen. Amen. Regeneration, we're going to turn to some scriptures now. Regeneration is a change that is essential to the salvation of the sinner. Most necessary. Regeneration is a change that is essential to the salvation of the sinner. In other words, he is regenerated before he is saved. Look with me in John 3, 7. Or let me see, let's do it this way. Somebody find John 3, 7. Another person, Eric, Hebrews 12, 14. 
I see my wife, Ezekiel 11, 1920, and Dana. Galatians 6, 15. All right. So who has John 3, 7? Because I didn't call any name. Mm-hmm. Amen. Hebrews 12, 14, you must be born again. Right, for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. We're talking about regeneration is a change that is essential to the salvation of the sinner. Ezekiel 11, 19 and 20. So what, what, what happens when God gives them the new heart? What happens to that person? Can you? They will do that. They will do that. They will walk. They will not be able to walk until they are regenerated, until they are given that new, that new heart. I mean, Galatians 6.15, who has that one? Tanya. A new creation, right? It's a new creation. That is the matter. So that is essential. It is most important. A new heart. Because regeneration is a new Yes, Pastor Bob. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor, for that. This is very helpful. Yes. Can you see the reason that, that you and I should worship God and be? Be glad. Be happy. I mean, that the world could hardly contain you. That your life is in Christ, that he controls you. And that happens to you everywhere you are. Even on your job and when you're driving on the road. Yes, Pastor Paul. Mm. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Yes. Thank you, Pastor Paul. Regeneration is a change in the heart. Right? 
We talked about regeneration being a change that is essential. We're talking now about regeneration is a change in the heart. A change in the what? Governing disposition. And we have a few passages of scripture that will help us on that. Um, uh, Latrice, could you read for me Matthew 15.9? Get that. Brother Anthony, um, Acts 16.14. Um, let's see. Um, Lydia. Um, is that Lydia? No. Lily. 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 Romans 6.17. And um, Pastor Paul. Psalm 51.10. Psalm 5.1.10. We are talking about regeneration being a change in the heart. Okay? It's essential. Now it's a change in the heart we're dealing with. Okay. Matthew 15, 19. Mm. These are the things naturally that come out of the heart. So you can see the need, the necessity to change it. You can see it has to be changed. Because this one is not working. Look at what comes out of it. Right? Look at what comes out of it. Acts 16, 14. Who has this one? Amen. God had to open her heart. Okay? A change. He has to do something to that heart. Right? That's what regeneration is. God doing something to that heart. All right? Romans 6, 17. Where have you become obedient? From the heart. It's the heart. It is important. The heart must be changed. Can I tell you something? Don't be busy. Don't be busy being religious. And your heart is not changed. Don't do that. Make sure your heart is changed. Mm. The other one, Psalm 51.10, Pastor Paul. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Amen. Amen. I cannot, I cannot tell you exactly when that happened to me, that God gave me the new heart. But I can tell you that that happened. You know? And when it happened, things were different. You saw everything. It's different. Yes. But it happened. It happened at a moment in time. 
It always happens. It's a new heart. Listen to this. Yes, yes, Marva. Good question. Pastor Paul has an answer for that. Yes, Pastor Bob. Yes. Yes. Then regeneration. Yes. Yes. Amen. That's where that's what my answer would have been, my Yeah. Yeah. If you pray, what are you asking God to do? Or are you asking Him to do something? You want Him to do something, right? That's what it is. Amen. Amen. If you are, if you pray, yeah. But um, although we do have, let's say, um, the Armenian has faith first. We have um, regeneration first. Yet the salvation is a real one in both cases. Would you, would you admit, Pastor Bob? Indeed. Mm. Yes. Of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Isn't it this? It is a good thing to remove the means of gratifying an evil appetite. Yeah. It is a good thing to remove the means of gratifying an evil appetite. Certain everybody would agree with that. Yeah. I have a phone, right? There are lots of things in there I can watch. Right? I can watch whatever I want down there. But I don't because of something that has taken place. So he says, this is a good thing to remove the means of gratifying an evil appetite. But much better it is to remove the appetite itself. Okay? The reason why I don't bother watching all the stuff I could watch on my phone it's because God has removed the appetite. Now it's good if he had just removed the means by, what, by which I do so. That's good. But removing the appetite is much better. Let's go back. Regeneration is a change brought about with the use of truth as the means. It's the use of truth. As the means. Remember what. How James put it. He brought us forth. By the word. Of truth. That's how he did it. That's James 1.18. First Peter 1.23. Eric find that for me please. If I don't call everybody. Because of the names I don't remember. Um, Second Peter. Um, 1.4. Marcia, um, Second Peter 1, 4, John 15, 3, Patrice, you can get that one, and um, I will read Jeremiah 23, 29. Okay, so how were you born again? Isn't it good that it, is, it says it's abiding? It's, it's not for a moment. It, it remains steadfast and constant. It abides. <laughs> That's how I was born again. Thank God. Had it not been that, I would be bo- I would, unless I'm born again, but the word of the God doesn't continue to abide. <laughs> I've been in, in real trouble. I've been in real trouble. First, um... That's Second Peter. My wife, you have that. Mm-hmm. Amen. So we 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 escape the corruption through the word of God, right? Corruption of the world through the word of God. John 15, 3. Mm-hmm. Yes. You are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Jeremiah 23, I said 29. Here's what. Listen to God. Is not my word like fire, declares Yahweh, and like a hammer, which shatters a rock. 
another powerful how powerful God's word is and what it can do. It is that word that is so powerful that shatters that word. That's how that's what God used to cause us to be regenerated. We spoke about regeneration being instantaneous. You have that there in your on your on your outline, so we'll not do that because of time. Regeneration, let's go to the other one. Regeneration is a is a change wrought by God. Okay? Regeneration is a change wrought by God. Somebody get John 1.13. Another person get Ephesians 1.19-20. Somebody else in Ephesians 2.10. And then another person Philippians 2.12-13. I hope I'm not causing any confusion. <laughs> anyway, um, what is it? John 1.13. Mm. The context would say that who, who, who are these people? Amen. Mm-hmm. To become. And how were they, how were they born? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you, my sister. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 1, 19, 20, who has that one? So the, 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 the work wrought in us is according to the work wrought in Christ when he was raised from the dead and is presently seated at the right hand of God. It is God who does that. He used that same work which he wrought in Christ. He used that same work in us to regenerate us. Incredible. What power it takes and what power it had to be. What power was needed for such an act. What a miracle, the new birth. Yes, I saw a hand. Are you, Pastor Paul? Mm-hmm. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 It, it, it is not religion. It is not um, anything else. On Christ's solid rock I stand, all other ground, as good as these other grounds may be, they are sinking sand. All other ground. My wife, you had something. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Amen. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, we will look at how should we then live. But before that, let's look at generation is accomplished through the union of the soul with Christ. Okay. Regeneration is a, is a change accomplished. How? Through the union of the soul with Christ. Again, Anton is stressing on Christ this morning. No Christ, you have nothing. You have Christ and you have nothing, you have everything. It is Christ. It's not Muhammad. It's not whoever they are. It's Christ. So regeneration is a change accomplished through the union of the soul with Christ. We're dead in our trespasses and in our sins. He made us alive in him. Mm -hmm. It is in Christ. Yes. And if, mm. mm -hmm. it's inseparable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. As you said that, um, well, of course, you cannot leave Romans eight out of that, right? <laughs> See, listen to that. Paul says in verse in, in Romans 8:38, for I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God. Guess where it's at? Which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. So regeneration is a change accomplished through the union of the soul with Christ. Right? Romans 8.2, somebody get that. 2 Corinthians 5.17, which we have read, but go there again. Galatians 1, 15, 6, 15 and 16. Okay? That's Romans 8, 2, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Galatians 1, 15 and 16. Who got Romans 8, 2? Yes. That's what we want. Where? It's in Christ. It is accomplished through the union of the soul with Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17. We got that. All of us can quote that. Anybody got that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. Okay, so it's Christ. It's through Christ. It's in Christ. 
You cannot have it without Christ. You cannot come to God without Christ. You cannot say you are worshiping God without Christ. You cannot say you are saved without Christ. It is Christ. It must be Christ. 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 Galatians 1, 15, 16. Who has that one? Galatians 1. Brother Anthony, you want to get that one? Galatians 1, 15, 16. Okay, why did God call Paul from his mother's womb? That was to reveal his son in him. All right. Um, so what is regeneration then? It's to be born again, as we see. It's to, to have a new spirit. It's to have a new life, a new disposition, and so forth. How then... Since we, we have been regenerated, how then should we live according to, to Francis Schaeffer? Um, according to um, Grudem, he says, Gen genuine regeneration must bring results in life. Genuine regeneration must bring results in life. Follow with me. Although regeneration is the birth of a perfect child. Hmm? Did you hear that? Although regeneration is the birth of a perfect child, it is still the birth of a child. Hmm? The child is to grow. And that growth is sanctification. Right? The holy affections which began in him must be strengthened and developed. Right? Genuine regeneration must bring results in life. So, if he's regenerated, we will see that being developed in life. Not all at the same time or at the same point, but we will see it. If you are not seeing it, question yourself. You don't see it in yourself? Question yourself. Because you must see it. How in the world can a child be born and you don't hear it cry or move its limbs away from such a thought? That doesn't happen. And as he feeds, as he's being fed on the milk, you see him being developed. We have little children in our midst. And you remember when they just came out of the womb? And look at them now. You see them growing. They are being developed. So must the child of God be. How in the world can you say you're a Christian and you're not growing? You're not being developed. You are staying mediocre. Get rid of that. You've got to grow in Christ for the glory of Christ. Yes, Pastor Paul. 
Yes. Amen. It must. It must. I, I, I like the word must. That's it. Yes. The book of um, First John um, continued to, to show us what a life in Christ is. All right? And how it's measured. So I have a, a few passages of scripture in there because we are talking about um, growing in Christ. Since you are born, you must grow. You cannot remain not growing. You have to grow. You must grow. It is important. All right? 1 John 2, 1 through 6. 1 John 2, 1 through 6. Let me ask Latrice uh, uh, to read this one to us. 1 John 2, 1 through 6. So what time is running? Oh, just a few more. 1 John 2, 1 through 6. This is how we know that we're in him. We're walking as he walked. All right? So keep your Bibles in 1 John. All right? Somebody else get 1 John 2, 15 through 17. Genuine regeneration, we said, must bring results in life. Okay? The child who is regenerated will walk as Jesus walked. He'll do so. Yes, not perfectly, but he'll do so. If he's not doing it, something is wrong somewhere. Um, 1 John 2, 15 through 17. Who got this one? For the child of God does not love the world the same way as he did before. Okay? Uh, not, not that same way. Right? It's dictates, it's um, customs, it's mannerisms, and it's way of behavior. The, the child of God doesn't do so. But our time is, is gone. So let me just, just turn, let me just turn to Titus 3. Um, Titus 3. Verses 3 through 8. Titus 3, verses 3 through 8. We'll read that and then we'll close Titus 3. 
Titus 3 verses 3 through 8 says, For we ourselves also once were foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved to various lusts and pleasures, spending our life in malice and envy, despicable, hating one another. But when the kindness and affection of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not by works which we did in righteousness, but according to his mercy, through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Why? So that, having been justified by his grace, we would become ears according to the hope of eternal life. Listen to this. This is a trustworthy saying. And concerning these things, I want you to speak confidently. Why, Paul? So that, in order that, those who have believed God, these are those that are regenerated, okay? They have been washed by the Holy Spirit. Paul says to Titus, Speak this confidently. And he gives the reason why he wants him to do that. There's a reason for it. So that those who have believed God will be intent to lead in good works. Not as he just may know it, but he will do it. These things are serious stuff. May God grant us grace. Amen. Pastor, Pastor Bob, you want to close us in prayer? If you have any comment, you can do that. But close us in. Yes. Amen. I like that. Yes. Up, turn it upside down indeed. <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. That's good. Yes, yes. Yes. Amen. Okay. That's right.
Yes. Amen. Thank you. Go in peace. Thank guys. Thanks guys for um, attending.